Welcome to another episode of Nikhil and Adam's Pretty Good Radio Show on KBRX Austin 91.7 FM. My name is Nikhil. I'm here with my co-host Adam. What's up? Uh, we're recording this on Saturday at noon and we have a really fun show for you today. Yeah, this week we'll be playing some music, doing our weekly uh, review, which includes topics like the election, the NBA season, Halloween, and of course, pickle sandwiches. Finally, we'll close the show out with our recommendations for a show, restaurant, and an album. And stay tuned, we'll be right back after we hear Redville's Campbell's. Yeah, I plant this season, watch them bloom, get off my dick for G's sake. How my niggas going up, they praying to their knees. Got me eating all this chicken soup, I feel my stomach till I can't. We both trying to take them threes, we take this shit straight to the paint. We up by 20, come and take it from us. You not gonna take it from us. Grip to death like guillotine, I know I'm not gonna fumble. Plenty have inside the crushed, I kick that shit off to the rubble. No more petty for me, nigga, we gonna get her off the muscle, you did. Look, I said they gravitating cause I got a knack I'm up on their neck till I got me a plaque We eating it good, I run up a sack I'm spending this shit cause I'm getting it back Up off a of generosity, I'm lit Still here to run and take me a flick I still need a home run Nigga, I'd have been working for so long Got a kick, brody, y'all trying to prolong My drink, got my foot on the gas, see the hot bitch Ten with the cheese, I need all the cream Customized fish, brody's my sin Changed my life when I looked at the fine things All that gloomy shit that did be shining Yeah, look, what that once again that was red veils campbell's like the soup i don't know why i'm having trouble pronouncing it anyway we're gonna do our weekend review uh now we're just gonna be going through the Biggest news stories that have been intriguing us for the week and uh, just giving you our thoughts about them. So up first, we have the election, Adam. You know, it's finally over. It's yeah. been dragging on for a week now. We had the vote on Tuesday. And as of literally like two, an hour ago, two hours ago, we found out that Biden would win. Yeah, it was big news. I think the night of definitely when Trump had the lead, I thought it might not have gone Biden's way. It definitely was. I went to mm -hmm. bed that night thinking Trump was going to win. He even gave a speech. But I think the next day and since then, it's been kind of clear Biden was going to pull through. Yeah, I think that what happened, and I, I was in the same boat as you, where I was getting like flashbacks from the 2016 election where, you know, like we all thought Hillary was just going to win. And then some weird stuff started happening because... Again, people were saying that this election was going to be a landslide for Biden. Like, he was just going to win that so easily. I didn't believe that for a second. And neither did I. But, like, there was, you know, some level of hope. I think the projections were a lot stronger this year than they were back in 2016 that Biden would win. So I was assuming that, okay, we'd just have it be a wrap by, uh, you know, Tuesday night. But then after, I think, Trump took Florida, that was the tipping point for me where I was like, oh, shoot, like, Trump might win this one. But again, you know, we saw it over the you know last few days that Philadelphia, uh, Atlanta, and parts of Arizona, Nevada, like Las Vegas, they all turned up really big for Biden. They had a lot of mail-in votes come in, and that ultimately flipped the election, and we have a brand new president now. 
Yeah, how do you feel about our new president? Oh, man. President Joe Biden. You know, he's... I think that you could put, like, a rock in office and have it be better than what we've had for the last four years. And I'll come out and just say overtly, like, I, I'm not a big fan of President Trump. I haven't stood by him for the last four years. So if this seems a little biased and you are a um, conservative uh, listener, um, maybe stop listening. <laughs> yeah, I will say this. I think you don't have to worry about Joe Biden because he will be a rock in office. He won't <laughs> get much done, but it will still be better than some of the rhetoric of Mr. Donald. Right, and I think that that's a big thing to you know think about here too is after having somebody as terrible as Donald Trump, like anyone seems better to us right now. But if we can kind of evaluate Joe Biden in a vacuum, what do you think about him? Uh, I don't like him at all. Uh, <laughs> like there's not to me if I don't want to get too political, but to me, the Democrats ran a a diet Republican ticket rather mm -hmm. than a Democratic ticket. And I think that kind of showed up in the election results. Because it was a lot closer, like you said, than people predicted. Yeah, it's. I, I think you're exactly right on that. And with Biden, you're essentially like having two complaints with him. One, he's just really mild. Like, yeah. there's nothing exciting about him. I don't think he gets like people riled up. Well, he, that's what people typically do. Uh, they vote the polar opposites. You mm, look at Bush, then yeah. you look at Obama following, right. and then you look at Donald Trump yep. coming after. They vote the polar opposites because what? was yeah. in place wasn't really working and that's something that could be you know scary in four years is just because if you have just like a mild president who isn't accomplishing anything you could see you know donald trump jr or you know donald trump himself re-emerging from the shadows and trying to steal that election back I, i'm gonna put five dollars on the donny bot <laughs> <laughs> taking uh control of the gop next four years so we'll see how this works out is there anything that you think biden will accomplish that you're particularly excited about i think some of his energy policies will be nice mm -hmm. and just his stance on like environmental issues climate change yeah he believes that it's mm -hmm. real which i i believe in numbers so i also think that it's real i guess right and that's and i mean again we we really are saying stuff and we don't know like I, I personally don't know very much about Biden's, you know, platform. platform. I like, think his main platform for running was the fact that he's not Trump. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's an awful platform. And I think so, too. I mean, you know, he says he's going to handle the pandemic better. But, like, we'll see. I mean, yeah. I, can I can definitely see him, like, you know, still having businesses open. I don't see us going back into lockdown. And I think a question is how much power do the governments have in this? Because, you know, it's a real big issue of states' rights mm -hmm. versus federal rights. So he could put these rules in place, but how well can he? I yeah, I don't think so, and I I don't think that he's gonna have much cooperation from you know Texas. We're not gonna be. Yeah. I don't think that our governor is going to be like okay, yeah. Now that there's a new president, we have to shut everything down again. Yeah. When you know our economy's doing well, like especially given all things like all things considered, like yeah. we're doing better than most, and a big part of that is reopening. But it has come at the expense of so many lives. And no matter who's in office right now, I just don't see, you know, Texas going back indoors. Uh, I think there's a note to be made that 200 Americans, 200,000 Americans have passed away. Right. And I don't want to make their lives political, but the fact that the party in charge that kind of costed these lives, mm -hmm. they 
pretty much got a historic number of votes, the second most yeah, ever. That's that's insane to me, like how you can... And that was the biggest takeaway for me for this election was how much of the popular vote Trump was able to get. Yeah. It was almost 70 million people voted for him. And I don't know if that's a, a measure of Trump being a, a voice for these types mm-hmm. of people or Joe Biden not being a voice yeah. and people not being able to agree with him no right. matter what side I think on. it's just being contrary to what is being said. Like, it's the people who don't want to wear masks. I see. It's the people who, you know, are still going to parties, who are still going yeah. out, where they're like, you know... Halloween. What? <laughs> Halloween, yeah. yeah. I mean, and we'll, we'll get into Halloween. We, yeah. got, we got some big stuff coming in with that. I got, I got a question for you. Okay. How do you feel Trump will be remembered? Five years down the line, 20 years down the line. Right. Like, wh- how do you feel the Trump party it's insane because right now he is the, by far the worst president of our lifetimes right like you want to say over bush i think he. i, I think I, over i I, I, think, I, I mean, said that out loud right. yeah <laughs> like at least bush was respectable at least you yeah. could see what bush was doing with trump there's no respect and we can go in like to all the failures he's had over this presidency and it's not just him like disrespecting the office or it's not him just you know, bringing the way that we look in front of other countries all the way to the ground. And it's really, he's done some incredibly harmful things during his presidency. And on top of that, like, I think that we feel less safe. You know, I think that it's, you know, worse out there for people of color uh, than it was four years ago. I I, think this country is definitely divided and mm -hmm. he had a lot of fun doing the dividing. And I think that was his entire strategy, like where he was just like, okay, I'm just going to go out there and talk a lot of mess yeah. and hope that people don't catch on to what I'm doing. And even if they do, like, they just won't care. Closest to God since yeah. Reagan. I mean, you put that down. Dude, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, going to his biggest failures. Uh, uh, so, what do you think Trump's biggest failure was as president? Okay, so I think, and a lot of this is probably, you know, recency bias, I yeah. would say. I think the biggest one is the COVID pandemic. Just because it was so historic and there were multiple reports of him knowing that it was coming, him not doing enough, costing so many lives. And we honestly could have been done with this stuff. I remember at the beginning they said, oh, just stay inside for two weeks and we'll get through this pretty quickly. It's been eight months now. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's an end in sight. I'm honestly going to have to. I think it's hard to ignore the amount of people that have passed away because of this. So I'm going to have to go with that as his biggest failure no doubt and gonna be back to what you said how will he be remembered in 20 years this year is probably going to be one of the most historic things that we're going to be discussing i mean it's going to be reminiscent of like the 1918 spanish flu that came to the u.s so we're going to be remembering this we're going to remember all these deaths that have you know there there are more deaths in this than there were you also got to think about it like this it's not over yet it can go for it could be a month, it or could a be year. a year, or maybe even two years. Yeah, we have no idea. Like, getting the vaccine and then being able to distribute it properly. It's a whole nother ballgame. And I think we've had a lot of false hope, and this is another very irresponsible thing that he did, when he talked about having a vaccine ready by... Before election time. Right. There's no vaccine. That vaccine was just a political tool to get more votes, and I don't see it coming in the next few months. I honestly feel like both sides sides just use the virus as a political tool when mm-hmm. it convenience them and i thought that was a really gross thing right and we can go into how do you think biden's gonna be handling this differently than trump has i think a lot of key issues he'll handle exactly the same this mm-hmm. is one of the few that i think he'll do better on yeah so um 
I don't know. Required. Yeah, I think he's gonna use science. You see himself wearing masks. Yeah. And I definitely think there'll be some tighter regulations. I hope at least. I hope so too, because I mean, I'm willing to sacrifice like the next couple months if yeah. we can just get over this. Like, yeah, I agree. Cause I mean, it's been too much, man. Like we, I really don't remember what life this has is, been like. I was talking to someone earlier. Like this is the new normal, and it feels right. It feels weird to acknowledge that, but if you go into like a grocery mm-hmm. store and you see kids with masks, yeah, people with masks, it just doesn't feel that weird anymore. When people were saying new normal at the start of the pandemic, it didn't feel normal. This yeah. it felt weird. Yeah. Right now, it has it's become normal. I think the thing about something being normal is you don't realize that it's yeah. normal until it's like. It's been normal. months, like yeah. right, like this is how we've been living now. Like there's no. It's weird to see someone without a mask. It is. It's weird to see uh, shows and movies where <laughs> you... people aren't wearing masks. People outside. aren't wearing masks. There are crowds. They're just like hugging, and I'm like, no, stop! Like, yeah. don't do that. Um, but going back to Trump, like another big thing that he did do, and I, I mean, conservatives will view this as an accomplishment. I view it as um, just very harmful. Is how he reshaped the Supreme Court. Um, he added, what, two new justices, yeah. uh, Amy Coney Barrett recently, and then Brett Kavanaugh right before that. And we remember the, you know, scandal with Brett Kavanaugh, uh, when he was being nominated and his sexual assault allegations, how Amy Coney Barrett ha- and how she's replacing, um, RBG, she, you know, is strictly anti-abortion. And it just seems like we've taken a step back in the Supreme Court and anything, any case that will be tried in the future is going to be tainted, I mean, by this presidency. Yeah, uh, so I saw a source and I'm trying to find it again, but I think I read somewhere that Joe Biden's actually not the most opposed to ACB being a Supreme Court justice. And that was like one of my main reasons for voting along with the Mm -hmm. COVID response. Yeah. But seeing that and how he doesn't have a strong opinion, I think the Democrats like that are really pulling the strings will Mm -hmm. kind of set the door to kind of figure out a way to, to revamp the court, but we'll see how that actually turns out. Yeah. I don't know. I I just see this as a big loss. The biggest thing that bothered me about this was Obama nominated someone to be on the Supreme Court towards the end of his presidency. Republicans threw a fit. They were like, no, we're not going to elect or have someone in the Supreme Court if if it's an election year, which is an absolutely bogus rule. One that they were very uh, hypocritical about. You know. I, I wouldn't even put that on the Republicans. To me, mm-hmm. the Democrats as a party are, they're a lot like Joe Biden. They're <laughs> kind of spineless. Soft. They, they won't fight for what they say they believe in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what they actually believe in or not, but they right. won't put up a fight for... It seems like they're just in it to try to win, and once they're in, they don't really do very much. Yeah. But, um... Anyway, we'll 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 see. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem like we're having to we're having much optimism after this uh, historic win. Um, what do you think Trump's uh, stance, his actions, you know, his legacy on Black Lives Matter and you know police citizen relationships will be? I mean, at the end of the day, like you have to look at as far as these type of social issues, he did incite a lot of division, 
But as far as like his actions, such as calling in the National Guard, mm-hmm. he wasn't the first president to do that. You yeah. Look at what the president right before him did that. Oh, really? In Ferguson, yeah. He yeah. Was, I think Obama actually set the precedent for calling in the National Guard. Wow. So social justice wasn't really something I considered when looking at the new options. Because I knew mm-hmm. with Joe Biden on the ticket, he'd have very similar stances on these type right. of issues. You know, ever since America's been America, yeah. we've had terrible, you know, racial relations. Like, yeah. it's not been great. And... If anything, like, I think the Trump presidency, despite it being so ignorant towards race, has probably done more than, you know, maybe even the Obama presidency in calling the issue of race to the forefront, having people be activists. We've seen the largest protests in American history for a while. My question is, were they protesting Trump or were they protesting the issues? I think they were protesting the issues. And black, I, I think the only way we would see is if something like that were to happen. I mean, black men are black men are still going to be shot in the streets. Like, I, it's yeah, still going to happen, right? And we'll see how Biden handles handles it. But no matter what, I don't think it's going to be good enough. I don't think. And, yeah. And I mean, issues, nothing really happened. No, no. And the issues lies with, with these local police departments that are incredibly racist at times and have policies where they are, you know, looking to in uh, arrest black people. Yeah, and I think Joe Biden, his, like, stance for, like, the police is the exact same as Trump's. Just yeah. different language attached. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if anything ha- actually happens. I hope we don't actually have to see if people actually care. Mm-hmm. I hope for a, a while we could just take it easy. Yeah, I think that that might be the biggest thing about this election is that we... I don't know, you know, whether Biden's going to be, you know, as good as we hope he will be. Yeah. But we can at least you know, rest knowing that someone relatively competent in office, they're not going to be making a fool of themselves. We're not going to be coming off as like a laughing stock to other countries. I don't think the rest of the world really respects us. And it's going to be a big task for Biden just to, you know, regain that confidence of the international community. Yeah, I think this was a a real embarrassing time for American politics, for those who are passionate Mm -hmm. about this country. Yeah. And another thing with Trump, though, I think he kind of coincided with that nationalist rise across the world. Yeah. We, I, I know that we've been seeing that a lot in India with our prime minister over there, who has been, you know, very much a Hindu nationalist. You could see it with the UK, too. Mm-hmm. Brexit was coinciding around that time. We have, you know, Boris Johnson, their prime minister, who is very good friends with President Trump. I mean, all across the world, like, we've just been seeing a rise of nationalism. And I really hope that this might be a turning point in that era where we can be a more global society not be as racist or as xenophobic or is this shut off mm-hmm. yeah we'll yeah. see <laughs> we'll see but anyway i think that's you know good with the election we're gonna come back we're gonna talk about king vaughn the nba and maybe a little bit of halloween after this song by che ikru one million Make up, fuck the makeup. Shorty, fuck the makeup. You don't get caked up. Get the money up, break it up, get caked up. Yeah. She put it on me and I feel it. I put it in her and I feel it. Baby, yeah, you the realest. I need me a real bitch. Baby, I'm in love with your realness. When you give me sexual. Show 
money made me feel rich like a million Rock, rock with me, babe, yeah, I get my million You won't catch me fucking till my music tone really on So I give it to her while we listening to Givey on I love eating pussy that look like it got a gilly on Fucking short pussy made me feel like I'm really long She said, put me on, give me some, but it's really strong She said, I feel like a fiend, but I'm clean and shit ain't really wrong But shorty fucking racking up and she ain't in the acting But that ass daddy acting up And when it gets to acting up I know I gotta smack it up Baby pick your present Cause I guess it ain't adding up She just had a nigga But she said he wasn't black enough Yeah, if you look up in my pants You see I'm black as fuck Sound like I be joking But baby, there ain't no cracking up Uh, baby, give me the bill You don't gotta add it up Yeah, it's got a singing Like Christina fucking Aguila When she see my HDD I told her back it up Hard dark dick Make a screen So she had enough She don't wanna talk I guess she needs some distance Fuck a let her talking Girl, I need persistence Hit it from the back And now it needs need assistance Shouldn't been bouncing up on a D With the quickness She put it on me And I feel it I put it in her And I feel it Baby, yeah, you the realest I need me a real bitch Baby, I'm in love with your realness When you give me sexual healing She be making me holler at the ceiling Baby, fucking saying you a million All right, you just heard One Million by Che Ekru. Yeah, this is uh, Nickelodeon's Adams' Pretty Good Radio Show. We're back. Next topic, we can review King Vaughn. And I know we talked about King Vaughn actually on the show we did a few weeks ago with uh, Alphonse Pierre. Yeah. Uh, talking about his album, LeVon James. Yeah. Uh, King Vaughn recently passed away due to a gunshot wound. Uh, Adam, you want to talk about it a little bit more? Yeah, so if you don't know, uh, King Vaughn is from Chicago, um, uh, from O Block, very close with some rappers you might know, like Lil Durk. Mm-hmm. And I think as of recently, he was kind of starting to, to get stardom in the same way that Pop Smoke, maybe not to his mm-hmm. level, but was starting to kind of rise to fame. Yeah. And I think it was just, it was a lot like when Pop Smoke died, a lot like when Nipsey died. Not, maybe not to the same level, but a lot of people really... Like X, Juice yeah, World. Like, like a lot of people really took some time out of their day to like think about like what had happened. Yeah, and it seems like it's been just a recent trend of rappers, you know. Yeah, it's it's not a, a good trend, but uh, I know King Von and Dirk were close, and I know mm-hmm. King Von had a family that loved him, and so it really made me sad to to just see like everything that had gone on and a bunch of conflicting stories on the internet and the way people would try and kind of use his death and his name for 15 minutes of like internet fame right and i thought that was a really gross thing what do you think his impact towards you know music has been during his you know short tenure i think him as a storyteller was Mm -hmm really amazing you had even lebron james tweeting out about how him and his sons loved king von wow and i think his authenticity he he remained himself and he didn't try and switch up to gain more listeners he didn't try and 
any gimmicks to to be more popular for 15 minutes of fame. He stayed true to himself. So he has three albums out. Um, one is Grandson Volume 1, LeVon James, and then Welcome to O-Block. What was your favorite out of those? It has to be LeVon James. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. a, a fan of the name. I think it's a, a dope idea. I think he pulled it off 2 a.m., 3 a.m., um, some great songs. And the one we're about to put on, actually, See Me Make It, I yeah. think is an amazing song. R.I.P. LeVon James. Yeah. Please listen to this upcoming song, See Me Make It. Enjoy. They don't wanna see me make, they don't wanna see me make They in jail from the break, keep hitting me with cases My lawyers say take, got my own homes trying to stay Can't look them in they faces, they smile on my face from my back Got picked for a case, now it's me in the state I swear I wouldn't went fears, the fears would've ran in the place Now I'm looking like damn, in the cell once again But I have to post bail once again If a little nigga tell one time, he'll tell once again Now I'm sitting right mail once again, on the block with the steel once again I gotta get money, if you got it, can I be a little boy like he said My part in that shit had me sick to my stance so I was daughter, that shit had me sick to my stance The in the diss like it's funny, I pull up right there my glock like it's not. I see him, I chase him, I catch him, he run. Them bullets, they hurt, he got hit in me first. That's everyday shit when you come from the junk. I gotta get how this shit taking me young. KD and Westbrook, how I play with the dunk. Caught too many bodies, I'm trying to be hung. They don't wanna see me make, they don't wanna see me make. They think jail from the break, keep hitting me with cases. My lawyers say take, got my own home trying to sleep. Can't look them in their faces. They smile on my face from my back, got picked for a case. Now it's me in the state. I swear I would've went fears, the fears would've ran in the place. Everybody like Von did this. What? Well, Von did that, play Von get whack. It's a whole lot of shots in the whip. So everybody getting whacked, what the fuck do you expect? Niggas keep sending threats on live. And my man is the picture, his face won't forget. I just iced out my mouth, BBS. I can go drop a bag and go get some baguettes. If you reach for my chain, it's a box. On the block where it's hot with the Glock's little bro. In a drop with the drop on the option. I run, sending shots, getting popped on the spot. Misland on the dry with my 40. Late night in the stool, I'm recording. Gotta think twice, cause I got a couple shorts. It was either me or him, nigga, who more important? They don't wanna see me make. They don't wanna see me make. They think jail from the break, keep hitting me with cases. My lawyers say take. Got my own home trying to snake. Can't look at me. They faces, cause they smile on my face from my back, got picked for a case. Now it's me in the state. I swear I would've went fears, the fears would've ran in the place. They don't wanna see me make, they don't wanna see me make. They in jail from the break, keep hitting me with cases. My lawyers say take, got my own home trying to stay. Can't look them in their faces, cause they smile on my face from my back, got picked for a case. Now it's me in the state. I swear I would've went fears, the fears would've ran in the place. Trump hat will be worth <laughs> in 15 years. A Trump hat? In Maybe 15? in 50 years. Oh, man. I don't think it's going to be worth very much. There were a lot of those things around. I don't know. I think there's a chance some some deep in the South, the Republicans might remember this like Reagan. Just yeah. The closest to God we've seen, actually. We'll see, like, Reagan. Trump flags and stuff up, like people fly the Confederate flag yeah, right now. Yeah, I don't think anytime soon, but I think there will be a, a revisionist history type yeah. of thing where that was that was when America was great. Southern pride, you know, yeah. Trump Trump country. Maybe maybe it'd be smart to stock up on the Trump the MAGA hats. I know they're on sale right now. Maybe the originals. The originals could yeah. go for a good amount, you know? Yeah. <laughs>
they're, they're, they're like a LeBron James rookie card. I'm, you know? I'm thinking like a, a Jordan, like the Jordan 1's the original colorway. And then you've got the Travis Scott MAGA hats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the La Flames. Oh my god, dude, yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, we just uh, heard King Vaughn's See Me Make It off of his album, LeVon James. And speaking about LeVon James, the LeBron James, the NBA... We're going to get back in. Nice. You, you see that transition? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, we're having the NBA start back up again December 22nd. We're going to do a quick few minutes about the NBA. So do you think it's too early? We just finished the playoffs, like, you know, uh, what, late September, early October? Yeah, so I was thinking about this, and it's not much of a break, but you have to remember they had several months off during mm-hmm. the, the COVID crisis towards the beginning when they were tr- still trying to figure out the bubble. And all, although it's not an ideal vacation, mm-hmm. their bodies did get a rest. So I could see why the league is comfortable with making such mm-hmm. a short uh, break. We'll see how it goes. I expect the Lakers to be on cruise control for at least yeah. 30 regular season games. I agree. And I think that that's totally reasonable. Like, keep in mind, the only teams that have really been playing for a while are the, what, final four, final eight teams? Yeah. Like, I can understand if the Nuggets, Lakers... The Celtics and and the Heat are a little bit tired. I can understand that the Lakers are going to be tired with LeBron James going into his, what, 19th season now? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he might let AD do a little bit of the work. But, I mean, keep in mind for teams like, you know, the Warriors, they haven't played since March. And some of their players haven't played in what a year two years a year and a half i have no feels idea a, feels like a last fi- last finals was the last time clay thompson played so it has been a year and like three months since clay thompson has played an nba game i think it's been a little longer oh yeah probably longer since finals that's the summer so i'd june, say june yeah, yeah. so a year, year and, and like four yeah a year and a half man that's insane yeah. um but yeah, I, I don't think that it's too early. I'm pretty excited for it to come back. I'm excited for those Christmas Day games. Who are you most excited to see? Oh, Who do you man. want to see on your Christmas Day lineup? Who do I, What teams I want to see play on Christmas Day. Ooh. Yeah. I really want to see... Um, I want to see the Sixers play, man. I really... Adam's showing me a tweet uh, or an uh, Instagram post where <laughs> Donald Trump is Andre Iguodala in 2016 going up for the layup. And being blocked by Joe Biden as LeBron James. And I said, Trump to McConnell, back to Trump, Trump for the lay. Oh, blocked by Biden, <laughs> Joseph Biden with the monster rejection. And then my friend responded, rebound Bosch, Bosch out to Pennsylvania, <laughs> bang! <laughs> and that is the reason for our interruption. Sorry about that, but yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> anyway, teams I'm most excited to see playing on Christmas Day. I'm excited to see the 76ers with their new coach in Doc Rivers and their new president in Daryl Morey. I'm expecting a few new players. I'm expecting a few new players as well. I expect, and we'll, we'll get into trades later, but I expect, you know, maybe Al Horford's out of there. Another team I'm excited to see play is honestly the Warriors as much as I'm a Warriors hater, you know, just as a Houston fan. But having Steph Curry back, Klay Thompson back, Draymond Green, and whoever they take number two in this draft... I'm expecting they take James Wiseman or uh, Anthony Edwards if he's not taking number one. Um, I think that the Warriors are going to be really fun to see play. Um, maybe the Bucks see if they make any new trades, see if Chris Paul ends up on their roster. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see what the Heat do. 
I don't know, man. This is going to be an exciting season. Yeah, I, I think the two teams I'm most excited about are definitely going to be the Warriors. I'm just curious to see, because everyone thought they'd still be in playoff contention mm-hmm. last year. I didn't. Yeah. But I think they will be this year. Right. And so I'm excited to see if they could still keep it up. Um, another team is Dallas Mavericks. Oh, yeah. I, we didn't get to see too much of Kristaps and Luka healthy together mm-hmm. last year, especially yeah. with everything that went on. And so I think this year it could be a year to make a big splash in the playoffs. I think that they're like one move away from being a real contender. I I don't know. I think they're I, maybe not a huge move, but I think a Goran Dragic yeah. could change the the dynamic of this team. And you have to remember a lot of their key players were hurt in that playoff yeah, series. Yeah, Dwight Powell was uh, uh, Jalen Brunson. That's right. their backup. That's their true point guard. How much are you really putting on Jalen Brunson? When Luka's not in, that's the only person they could really trust <laughs> yeah. to run the offense. I can see them picking up... Uh, ma- I think that they're going to try to keep their cap space open to sign Giannis next year. I don't it, think that's realistic. Everyone's doing it just yeah. because if you have a chance, like you don't want to miss out on it because you didn't have the cap room. I'm just saying Dallas has had their chance with... Prime Darren Williams, prime Dwight Howard, <laughs> prime quote unquote yeah. DeAndre Jordan. But, it's never worked. Well, again, they never had a generational talent like Luca. That was this young. Okay. That was this young. And when they did have a generational talent like Dirk Nowitzki, who did they pick up? Steve Nash. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um. Oh, also one team I did forget to mention was the Nets. How are we gonna forget about you know Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving teaming up? See if it works with all these new faces. Yeah, and the coaching staff. Steve also. Nash is their coach. Um, Mike D'Antoni is their assistant coach. I mean, we're gonna see you know five second offenses every single possession. Well, that's who you're excited to see out of the gate right now. But mm-hmm. what are some trades that you think could make the NBA a little more exciting? Um, for me, the one that I put down was Al Horford for Buddy Heald. Just to get you know Horford out of Philadelphia, maybe open up the floor a little bit, um, and add another shooter in Buddy Hield. And I definitely think the Kings would want to move away from Buddy Hield if they're doubling down on Luke Walton because right. those two did not get along. They didn't get along. Buddy Hield did not like Sacramento. He famously famously said, "No free agent has ever signed in Sacramento. No one wants to come here." So I'm sure that he would want to get out and go to Philadelphia. I'm sure Philadelphia wants to get rid of Al Horford and his massive, bloated, ginormous contract. Um, but I think that could be a good you know, sleeper trade. Um, another one that I've been hearing a little bit of buzz about has been Tyler Hero and Jay Crowder out of um, Miami, and they pick up Drew Holiday. What do you feel about that one? That's not a good trade in my eyes. Because For who? For Miami, mm-hmm. not to knock Drew Holiday, but you saw a guy one year into the league step into finals games and look ready, step into conference finals right. games and take over. They, he, I don't think they would have made it as far without no, him. No, they he, wouldn't. He had some big shots. And he's on a rookie contract. Like, Why would you give that up to pay Drew Holiday? Yeah, I think it would be fun to see him on the Pelicans, mm-hmm. but I think with... Miami, I think they should double down on this kid. Think of J.J. Redick and Tyler Hero coming off the sides, you know, getting past two. Yeah, yeah. Like, and Tyler Hero will put it on Lonzo the Lonzo in the middle. Yeah. Maybe they draft Lamelo. Get Zion in the paint. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a not a bad lineup. No. I think a trade I'd like to see would be Booker to the Hawks. I don't know who the mm. Hawks would give up. I just think it'd be... You know what they'd be uh, giving up? Who? Any sort of defense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, their defense wasn't great to begin with already. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe Hoarder? 
Um, well, I did see Booker once out. And as far yeah. as destinations... I think that 8-0 run that they had in the bubble gave bought Phoenix a little bit more time with Booker. But I think that if they don't give up, uh, put up a good season this year, like he's uh, going to want out. If I was him, I'd want to go to the East also. It's a, yeah. just easier to make the playoffs... And right. you haven't even done that yet in your career, and you just got. And he deserves it. Like he, he def- definitely, he's good enough to be there. Yeah. So that's tragic. Another move I want to see is Harden out of Houston. Yeah. You mentioned Philadelphia. That's actually Embiid for Harden. Uh, I don't know yet. Maybe Simmons for Harden. I think I'd like that oh, a little better. Yeah. Two non-shooters, Westbrook and Simmons, just yeah. going butting heads. Yeah, I think uh, it. <laughs> that's gonna be a great offense. Well, but the Houston front office is looking pretty stupid these days. Yeah. Uh, so I can see them potentially getting fleeced by their old general manager and Daryl Morey. We'll see. I, I, I'm hoping Harden is out of Houston because I feel like they're on the end of this run. And I wouldn't be upset to see him team up with another in-their-prime superstar that's not Westbrook. But, yeah, I think that, you know, covers it when it comes, at least, you know, talking about the NBA. I am pretty excited to see this upcoming season. We're going to have a shortened season. They are going to have a play-in tournament, which I think is going to be fun towards the end. I don't know, man. I, th- I just think that it's pretty exciting that we're going to have basketball back so soon. Yeah. And we're going to have some good stuff to talk about in the show once it's back. Yeah, I'm ready for it. It's coming back sooner than we think. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about Halloween. All right, Halloween. Halloween was last Saturday, a week ago from today. Um, I mean... You know, how was it for you? What did you do? Did you go out? You know, do you have any thoughts about the holiday in general? Um, I tried to be responsible. I just hung out with a few friends, but I think here the overwhelming majority was that fuck it, it's Halloween. Can I say that? <laughs> I mean, it's 11 p.m. Okay, I mean, it's uh, fine. Yeah, yeah, fuck it, it's Halloween. No one really took precautions from what I saw. A lot of people were going to bars. A lot of mm-hmm. people were going. Uh, I saw a picture of Sixth Street, and it was actually packed. So okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick impromptu game with you, Adam. Approve okay. or disapprove? Okay. Uh, okay. So okay. we're gonna go into people's Halloween plans, and I'm gonna ask you, as someone who was responsible, who stayed in, didn't yeah. go, do the whole crazy. I feel Halloween. like a nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which you are, but it's yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, approve or disapprove? Um, going to a bar for Halloween. Uh, is it like an indoor bar? Or indoor not? bar, not too crowded, but it's still indoors and you're having... Disapprove. Habit- disapprove, okay. Um, and that, that was the right answer, okay. It's cheaper to drink at home, fellas. Okay, um, going to a small get-together of 10 to 11 people, no masks involved, but, you know, you, you just trust them. Approve. Approve. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I think... I think I would do it. I don't know. I did it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah. have a great time, but I did do it. Yeah, you you did it. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Frat party. Masks on, though. Everyone is dressed as a surgeon. Disapprove. I was actually a doctor for Halloween. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I could wear my mask. Nice. Yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. a good... I think it's a good costume. Yeah, but disapprove nonetheless. <laughs> um, last one. Let's see. Staying inside with your mask on in a costume with nobody else and FaceTiming one friend. <sighs> wow. <laughs> Just came for me. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Um, I, I disapprove it. You got to get some bitches. <laughs> it's a little lonely. Yeah, that's a little lonely. I don't know. 
Oh man, this has been a pretty profane segment, but yeah, you know we're we're on at 11 p.m. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Only thing I'm gonna ask you after this is evaluating Halloween as a holiday. This is not during the midst of the COVID pandemic. This is just Halloween. <coughs> I you... think it's one of the best holidays. Actually. Really? I put it in. I think there's a top three in my eyes, mm -hmm. and it's a top three run. It's a, a three-peat, if you will. Okay, From okay. Halloween, one month. Next month, Thanksgiving. Mm, to the next mm, month, mm. Christmas slash New, New Year's, Year's Eve. I think this whole run from pretty much October 31st to January 1st, phenomenal. Yeah, right. I, I'd even give it to like mid the beginning of October, honestly. Because once October 1st happens, it may not be Halloween mood, but... Halloween is on your mind. October it, is the pumpkin. Once it starts getting a little cooler, once yeah. those pumpkin patches start coming out, you know, this Starbucks adds the spice vanilla, or what is it, spice pumpkin latte yeah, yeah. Uh, onto their menu. <laughs> it's a little festive. Um, I personally am not a huge fan of Halloween. It always stresses me out trying to figure out a costume, you know, figuring out plans. I've like, been the same thing. Probably three out of four years in college, a doctor. <laughs> this year was the perfect year to be a doctor, yeah. might I add. Right. We were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles last year, but I, I would... I was also a goth doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a goth party, so you had to have a goth costume. Yeah. Could just be goth. Right. But you could be a goth something, and I was a goth doctor. I mean, I'm, I'm okay, you know, with those costumes, but just Halloween in general, it just always stresses me out, and... I could do without it. I would just be okay with having, you know, another night of going out. Dressing up to me always is, you know, it's just stressful. Yeah, that makes sense. You're just not too creative. I'm not that creative, no. <laughs> uh, okay, last topic in our week recap. This recap was pretty strong. Yeah. Pickle sandwiches, Adam. What, tell me about these. Yeah, so there's a, a restaurant in New Jersey mm -hmm. that... Sells subs, you know, just normal subs. Yeah. Except one major difference. Instead of bread, they use two slices of a pickle. Like big pickle? Like a large pickle. Like a big... Like a, a big dill pickle. Like it's... Uh, it's Is it dripping? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's like Is a it pickle. Is it still wet? Yeah, it's still wet. It's okay. like... It's, it's like real juicy. So they, they cut this pickle in half? Yes. And they put food in between it like a sandwich almost so do you like pickles actually pickles aren't bad i ate a lot of pickles during quarantine i They're i'm just funky i like pickles in you know burgers you know as a condiment yeah, yeah. but i'm not a big fan of just like you know when panera bread gives you that pickle, pickle? on the side you like don't eat it? i don't eat that pickle no it's they're really sour to me and i i like can't handle it but i like mm. it you know Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think about the pickle sandwich, though? Would you? Have... I would not eat that. That looks so disgusting. I but can't believe they showed me that. Maybe they fried the pickle like a no, fried. No, it was just like a straight like where there's bread, it's just half of a pickle. That's so disgusting, dude. Like, why would you think? And people like this. Yeah, it was like a. That was their whole thing. <sighs> that like, sounds disgusting. For the pickle sandwich. That sounds absolutely horrendous. Um. Okay, well, that <laughs> I don't really want to talk about pickles anymore. Um, I think that caps off our week in review. We're going to play another song. This is going to be Hiroshi Sato's Blue and Moody Music. Please enjoy, and then once we come back, we're going to talk about our recommendations for a show, a food, and a album for the week.
Sorrow fades away. 
All right, you, we're back with Nikhil and Adam's Pretty Good Radio Show. You just heard Hiroshi Sato's blue and moody music. Up next, we're going to give a few recommendations of shows that we think are great. Some shows we've watched recently that we really love. Nikhil, would you like to start us off? Yeah, so my show this week, I binged the show pretty much in like two days uh, before an exam. It was that good. Uh, Queen's Gambit out on Netflix. I'm, what's, it, what's it about? So I'm a big chess fan. I've been playing chess for a few years now, probably since like junior year of high school. I know it's a pretty nerdy thing to do, but I'm, I'm, I just like it. And this show is all about chess. It's about this um, female uh, orphan. She's you know starts off as a little girl. She goes, um, her parents die in a tr- uh, car accident. She goes to an orphanage and she starts playing chess with this janitor that works there. And turns out that she's incredibly good at it, and you know she we see her grow up. She enters chess tournaments, makes a lot of money. We see her see her combating you know alcohol, depression, uh, drug and other substance abuse, and eventually goes on to um, you know try to become a grandmaster. And I mean the way that the show is shot, the acting in the show, um, you know just writing in general. I, I loved it, and you know chess is a really hard thing to make entertaining on camera. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's not very interesting to see people moving, you know, pieces around. It's not around. flashy. It's not very flashy. No, like you can't you you wouldn't expect to have a good sports movie made out of chess, right? Mm-hmm. But the way that they you know sh- filmed the show, the tension that they had in the scene, the way that you actually even if you didn't understand chess, you could still pick up on what was going on. It was absolutely incredible. I think the you know fashion that they had in the show was great. It was I, overall a great show for me. I, I liked it. That's a good take. I think, and it's and it was great because it was a limited show as well. Okay. It was like one of those where it was seven episodes and you're done. That's it. Yeah, there's okay. no new season, nothing else. It's just I see. seven episodes and you're done. And it did that one thing that a lot of you know shows you know struggle to do, where it a lot of shows will say, oh, this is. You know, this could be a two-hour movie, but we wanted to make more money, so we dragged it out for seven to eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Every single episode was worthwhile. It you know made sense, and it was a solid like eight hours worth of television. That sounds pretty good. I think I'm gonna have to go with the boys. Yeah. Uh, the season two has been coming out weekly on Amazon Prime Video. So what's the boys about? So it's a kind of dystopian world where we're. I think right now we're kind of at the end of it, but mm-hmm. there was a period where we were going superhero crazy for all the Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. So it brought the idea of what if superheroes were real, and it kind of made them almost politicians in a sense, where oh, wow. they're not as good as they seem, <laughs> and they they were the bad guys. And so it was a great show. I don't want to get into it too much without giving it away, mm-hmm. but I think this season it was interesting to see it touch on like racial issues mm-hmm. when you know it was filmed probably several months later and then at the same time a bunch of things are going on at the same time and it touched on a lot of different other like societal issues and how we consume different things and i think it was it wasn't as good as the first season but it was still a good season of television i think it's one of the best shows out so what's your food recommendation for the week so I recently went to a taco truck called Rosita's down here in Austin. And I, I did think, go with you. Yeah, I think it's some of the better tacos I've had. They're El Pastor. Are, Don't bring your vegetarian friends there, though. Yeah, highly recommend not letting them <laughs> come <laughs> like, along. I right? went with uh, Adam and our friend Hua Chang, 
And man, like it was—I mean, I was pretty jealous. Y'all seem y'all seem <laughs> to have some great tacos. They—they're really small, right? So like you can order a ton of them, and yeah. they're pretty cheap. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I had like a bad version of a burger or like a sandwich, and he was like, complaining and the some whole time. and some like bland tamales. Yeah. Tamales are okay. They weren't terrible. Yeah. But yeah, don't bring your vegetarian friends there. But if you are a lover of El Pastor, Adam has spot the, for the you. Place for you, Rosita's. Okay, I, my food recommendation is not really a food spot. It is a new coffee shop that opened up. It's called Civil Goat off of Guad. I think it's like 37, 38th in Guad. It is probably the most 21st century, like 2020s coffee shop you'll ever go to. Mm-hmm. Very minimalist. Uh, it doesn't have uh, a lot of decorations. The bar, the baristas uh, are always wearing like beanies and like baggy pants, and it just has this very minimalist, modern vibe to it. Their coffee is pretty good. Um, good spot to study. It is you know has a good outdoor spot, indoor spot. I recommend it uh, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah. Pretty standard 21st century coffee shop. All right, let's move on to music. What would you say your album of the week is? What did you enjoy? Okay, so I went back to, I think this is 2018, uh, and I listened to um, Bad Bunny's Por Siempre. It's spelled out X100PRE. And I thought that was a great album. I have been liking Bad Bunny for a while. um, And, you know, I first, you know, started listening to him when his new album, I've forget the name i actually can't even say the name but it has the songs like si veo tu mama and what was uh, a couple others i don't really remember off the top of my head but bad bunnies on por siempre there was this song called rlndt which is super vibey super good i recommend checking it out another song 200 miles per hour with uh diplo very good as well and then mia featuring drake you know just a solid banger. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm going to have to go with Che Ekru's Tell Death. Mm-hmm. And so this is a newer artist relative to certain other artists. And for those of you who don't know him, he is he collaborates with uh, Cardo Gautwanks, who you probably don't know either. I don't, no. But you do know his hits. Mm-hmm. So Cardo Gautwanks worked a lot with Baby Keem, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I think this is one of... Cardo's disciples, kind of. So this this is just like an offshoot of that baby Keem tree. Yeah, but Cardo also has a lot. He's a great producer. Mm-hmm. In case you don't know, he produced God's Plan. Oh wow! From Drake, a hit. Yeah. Um, that part he does a lot with Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. And so Cardo has his foot in the game, and you could hear Cardo's sound. I don't know if he's produced all of these songs on here. Right. We made you listen to one earlier. Yeah. But this is Che Ekru, Tell Death. I think it's gonna be. A really good album that people are going to be talking about in probably four or five months. So what we can do here, I think we're going to wrap the show up, but we're going to play a couple songs to close you out. One is going to be South Southside Fade by Reggie. And Adam, you want to recommend another Che Ekru song to put on here? Yeah, I'd love to. So I think the Che Ekru song I'm going to have to go with is Pino. Sounds good. All right. Uh, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. And...
came down and I done came home. Twenty-five, I just write the same place. If I wanted wings, I'd hit the strip club. Redbone don't belong in no name. Parking lot pimping, but I got no car. TLC, come on, I dug my head. She thinks she a ball, giving money to bastards. But my nickel and all his friends stay fed. Flip that when you get that if you got your bitch. Everybody know that's the south side play. Gun laws really don't exist around here. But you can still catch the south side players. How does it feel? How does it feel? Uh uh. How does it feel? How does it feel? Yeah. 